This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So, October 4th, 2023. At 2.20 p.m. Eastern, there's going to be an alert. Yes, the Emergency Alert System, or the EAS, and the Wireless Emergency Alerts, or the WEA, or whatever you want to call it, okay? It's going to go off. So, when you hear this, This is only a test. This is only a test for now. For now. Okay. So when you hear that, it's only a test. All right. So it's going to be delivered in two parts. You're going to get the emergency alert system or the EAS and the wireless emergency alerts or the WEA. Oh, my God. Whatever you call it. All right. Then the EAS portion of the test. The seventh conducted by FEMA will be sent to radios and televisions. Now, I'm not sure if the FEMA alert will sound like this. Possible. I don't know. I don't know. But just know, the FEMA may be a little bit shorter than the others. Just know that it is only a test. Okay. Now, remember the last test we got told us uh no action is needed uh, it's the uh, it's a test the national wireless emergency alert system i remember they did a cell phone one that was way back in i don't know 2018 i think holy cow seems like another lifetime ago but just remember that on october 4th 2:20 p.m eastern time just a test no no action is required it's just a test so remember that when you hear that on October 4th because I mean we have to get this federal emergency management alert system up and running and make sure for your safety that you get it okay for your safety I'll be sure to remind you as we get closer to October 4th because I don't want you to be startled. I don't want you to just be driving down the road. Like we have the we have the sirens for the tornadoes here in Texas and I have happened to, I've been driving by them when they test them uh, the first of the month, first Wednesday of the month, I think it is. And uh, man, if you're just driving into a neighborhood past the school that has that horn in the in the corner of the schoolyard and then all of a sudden holy i mean you jump i don't care who you are you jump and then you realize it's only a test there's no action is needed stop your jumping and shut up about it okay so welcome welcome to chewing the fat 
Yes, I still have this mung. I won't go away. I feel fine. But it won't. I have this mung from here to here. And if you're listening on the podcast, you know it's from here to here. Okay, it's very simple. It's just above the chest or the, the, the lower throat and just above the nose and I guess the eyes. All right. And it's just it's mung. And it won't go away. And I've talked. Today's Wednesday. So I was here for Pat. A pat unleashed. And so now I've talked my way into my voice saying, that's enough, Batman. Okay. We only do so much. So I'm going to try to get through this today. And I want you to come with me. I know. I know. I should just do an emergency alert system. Maybe have. No, no, I don't want to hear that. I, don't. I should just have. I need to have like an AI bot or something that could speak for me. That's all. So Hurricane Adelia has made landfall. Uh, it made landfall in uh, this Big Bend area of Florida. And uh, according to everyone, it's an unprecedented event, except it's not really an unprecedented event. I mean, I've covered hurricanes. I lived in Florida. I bet you I covered at least a dozen. At least a dozen. And so it really isn't an unprecedented event. It's a hurricane that came into the Gulf of Mexico, developed in the and the Yucatan. And then it came up the Gulf of Mexico. And it did exactly what I told you it would do. It was not going to hit Tampa Bay. It bounced off of that and went farther north. Because that scientist guy told me years ago on the air during Operation Stormwatch, one of the interviews we were doing it, you know, who knows, 2.30 in the morning, whatever it was. And uh, he said that he believed that Tampa Bay would not get a direct strike. It was around Charlie. That's right. It was around Hurricane Charlie because Charlie was originally supposed to hit Tampa Bay dead on. And then everybody left Tampa, evacuated Tampa, went to Orlando. And Charlie cut short underneath Tampa and everybody in Orlando was hit by the storm. I wasn't laughing. Sorry. But my point was that he said that at that time that Tampa Bay wasn't going to get hit because the storm would either come up, go south, or would come up and go, ooh, no, we're not going that way, and bounce back off a little bit and shoot up farther north and then break east. And that's exactly what Adelia did. Anyway, so I hope everyone's safe. And uh, the storm has made landfall. It was a Category 3 when it made landfall. It was a Category 4 at one point, close anyway, 130. Um, when it made landfall, it was a Cat 3, still dangerous. A lot of flooding, a lot of wind damage. It's now, uh, you know, according to uh, the National Hurricane Center, uh, the arc is uh, through, you know, Florida, off to Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, back into uh, the Atlantic. So those places will be historic, uh, historic events from Hurricane Adelia will be happening. So, and your travel will be uh, affected. So if you were traveling... Uh, anywhere in the uh, south uh, good luck because <laughs> uh, you might as well just hang out at the airport because you're not going anywhere okay okay good okay we've talked about uh, buying stuff at uh, thrift stores and yard sales and uh, garage sales and then uh, you know making them being worth something right and I mean I've bought paintings from thrift stores before and you always open up the back you want to see if someone left a note if there's another picture there's a drawing if there's cash whatever there's something unfortunately everything i've purchased that answer is no okay but then i see the story 
where this lady buys this portrait of this girl for $25. And now she thinks it's cursed. Okay. So it's a portrait of this young girl in a red dress. And it's just the girl is, look, you know, staring. Now, I don't know that I would purchase this myself. It's not bad. Whatever. It's fine. I don't know that I I would purchase it for me. But now, uh, apparently, uh, the picture has uh, somehow taken over their lives. Yeah. Uh, The mother became weirdly protective over it. She was continually staring at it, rubbing her cheekbones, polishing it. And so now... Uh, the daughter is all freaked out and saying that, uh, hey, now the health has turned bad and she began feeling shaky and experiencing hot flashes. Could have been just a regular female thing, but whatever, I digress. Uh, I was overheating and not feeling quite right. Yeah, uh, that's called menopause. No, oh, sorry. Oh, no, we can't, no, no, it's not. It's called, it's called haunted picture is what it's called. Okay, so uh, now they don't know what to do. Uh, I don't know what I would do. I don't know if you burn it. I think that's what you do. I think I think you do. I, I think you I think you burn it. You may in fact burn the entire home. Uh, you may just put the painting in the middle of the house and torch it. <laughs> yes. So apparently. Uh, they've heard tapping at the door in the middle of the night now, and they, right, uh, I don't know what's happening, but the curse is part of the deal. Now, she bought the picture. I find it interesting that, uh, in the beginning of the story, it says, um, she's, uh, the portrait of the young girl in the red dress staring into the dis- distance captured her attention from the start. After it was returned by its previous owners for ruining their life. So, if, if you knew that, uh, perhaps you wouldn't have purchased it. No, I'm not looking at that anymore. Okay, uh, we're done. Uh, you sure you don't want it? No, I'm good. I'll spend my 25 on something else, Okay. So now the painting is back with the family sitting in a box outside the house resting next to some sage. The family's dog won't go near it. (laughs) And she apparently is looking for someone to cleanse the portrait, a professional who can lift the curse. Uh, Here, this is what I tell you, okay? This is how you lift the curse, all right? Walk it out to the middle of the yard. Put it on top of a pile of wood. And then... Sure, you can shoot it first. But really what I want to do is... Yes! Just burn it. There you go. You're welcome. You're welcome. You know, the problem is, is that uh, if you were to start that painting on fire, maybe it doesn't burn. What then? I mean, holy cow. You put a gunshot wound in it, and you burned it, and it doesn't burn? Uh, now, now we're looking at uh, looking at something else. You can email me, chewingthefatattheblaze.com, and uh, we'll figure it out, okay? 
or you can you know uh, hit me up on social media x at jeffy jfr facebook and instagram is jeff fisher radio and maybe we can figure something out i would you know i see this story about this guy who founded the near-death experience research foundation who doesn't love the near-death experience research foundation which i actually uh am kind of fascinated with uh, he founded it back in 1998 a radiation oncologist in kentucky has studied more than 5,000 near-death experiences. He believes his research has proven the existence of life after death. Without a doubt, I do want to talk to this guy. We need to reach out to this guy and have him uh, talk to us here on Chewing the Fat. He collects stories from those who have reported NDEs, near-death experiences, and scientifically analyzes the accounts. In the face of overwhelming evidence... I've come to believe there is certainly an afterlife. Wow. Pretty amazing. Uh, Each NDE is different. I've noticed several consistent patterns. About 45% of the patients report an out-of-body experience. Yeah, an OBE. Now, I've actually... No, I won't talk about the OBEs. Uh, Get into coast-to-coast AM. But uh, that could happen. (laughs) From the high desert. This is Coast to Coast AM. Tonight, OBEs. Now, one guy on on Coast to Coast years ago thought that, uh, uh, you know, when you're out at night and you see shadows in the trees or shadows out there those are people doing their out-of-body experiences he said it not me i don't look at me i'm just telling you so 45 percent anyway back to the uh life after death uh 45 percent of the patients report an out-of-body experience explain that people claim their consciousness separates from their physical body, usually hovering above, allowing them to see and hear what happens around them. Uh, these narratives have been confirmed by witnesses. Okay. I guess that would be, hey, this person was out, but I wake up and I said, you actually said this? Yes, I said this. This is what happened? Yes. So you, that's how you would confirm that. Um he cited a case of a woman who lost consciousness while riding a horse on a trail. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, her consciousness, uh, that's not a good idea. I don't recommend that uh, when you're riding a horse to fall asleep. But her consciousness traveled with her horse as she galloped back to the barn. <laughs> Camilla, is that you? She was later uh, able to describe exactly what happened at the barn, even though her body wasn't physically there. Okay. We have to talk to this guy. We have to, I want to talk to this guy. I want to talk to this uh, Kentucky, what is he, a radiation oncologist from Kentucky. And he founded the Dr. Jeffrey Long Founded the Near Death Experience Research Foundation. Yeah, we let's, let's click on the link of the enderf.org and see where we're at. Enderf is the largest near death experience website in the world where science and spirituality come together. Okay, we're talking to this guy. Reach out to the doc and see if we can get him on to talk about Enderf. 
All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink on my throat desperately. Well, congratulations are in order to Taylor Swift. Yes, more uh, more accolades. Uh, she becomes the first female artist to hit 100 million monthly Spotify listeners. So, congratulations to uh, right the party. Uh, congratulations as being the first female artist in Spotify history because really, it, number one spot is held by a man. So, yeah, get over it, okay? You're great, but you're not as good as a man. Uh, as of now, uh, the weekend holds the number one spot for uh, monthly listeners on the app with more than 110 million. Wow, incredible. Uh, Bad Bunny comes in at number three with 80 million, and Ed Sheeran, number four, with 77 million. Ed Sheeran, 77 million. Wow. So, congratulations to. Uh, Taylor Swift, as she is, uh, you know, wrapping up her final leg of the Eras tour, or is she? Because I keep seeing where we're going to add more dates. Because I think she's like, well, we've got to add, we've got to make some more money, make some more money, yeah, got to make some more money, make some more money, make some more money. I got to beat Elton, I got to beat Elton, I got to beat Elton, I got to beat Beyonce. I can't have Beyonce better than me. Okay, I, I'm number, I'm the number one female on Spotify. I've got to be the number one person. I've got to be on top. So that's coming. Uh, she'll keep going until that. You know, good for her. Good for her. Good for her. She's saving the planet using private jets and semis to put her equipment around. So good for her. Congratulations. Congratulations. We're proud of you. I really, I mean it. Congratulations. I also see where uh, good news, and this is not a big surprise, uh, is going to, if you thought CNN was going to get better. <laughs> I see where they're set to name their new CEO in the coming days. And it's rumored that it's going to be the former New York Times CEO. (laughs) Okay. All right. No problem. So this man, uh, Mark Thompson, is supposed to be the network's uh, next chairman and CEO is the former New York Times company CEO and the BBC director. So he's going to turn that CNN right around and he's got a reputation for restructuring legacy media. Does he? Does he? Okay. Congratulations. Hey, congratulations. I hope it works out for you. Hope it works out for you. I do. Don't look at me like that. So I talked about it the other day, how excited I am about uh, Equalizer 3 hitting the uh, theaters. And uh, it, uh, I'm, you know, I'm going to be able to see it tomorrow, Thursday, uh, the 31st of August, 2023. If you're listening live, today is the 30th of August. I'm going to do everything in my power to get to a movie theater tomorrow afternoon because we do have some college football that starts uh, tomorrow night. So got to watch some of that. But I'm going to do everything in my power to get to the theaters on Thursday afternoon to see Equalizer 3. I'm looking forward to it so much. I, I've, and I'm going to be, I'm already bummed. I'm already bummed that it's the last one. I don't even want to see it now because that's going to be the last one. I want to wait, but I have to see it. And then I see where AMC is crying that they're not making any money. 
uh, you know what, AMC, call me. Uh, maybe we can figure something out. Because I see they operate, what, more than 900 theaters. Uh, and then they say that profits aren't coming easily as they booked a $23 million operating loss for the first six months of this year. I thought everything was great. We had Tom Cruise movies. We had all kinds of movies. And you're still losing money? So they spend... Okay, this is what they make. I was looking at their, their timeline of what they make. $817 million on food and beverage sales. Yeah, that's a lot of popcorn, my friend. You aren't lying. And you can't go to, you go into the AMC theaters without spending $100 on food. Okay, 50 Then they... Uh, they see they say let's see they admissions they make uh over a billion uh 207 million on other theaters but what they spend though is where their problem is right i mean always the problem not what you make it's what you spend am i talking to my wife right now no okay that's not what we make it's what we spend but food and beverage costs 153 million. They make 870 million from 157, 153 million. That's uh, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good business to be in. Film exhibition costs 629 million. I feel like that is not right, but I did. Operating expenses 795 million. Mm, okay. Uh, rent four hundred twenty-seven million. Are you kidding me? They don't own those buildings. What are they paying rent on? Okay. Uh, other costs one hundred thirty-one million. Other costs, uh, you know, you know, somebody sweep the parking lot, that kind of thing, and one hundred ninety million on depreciation. Okay. All right. So they're still crying poor. I'll work it out for you between the studios and the streamers. And the movie theaters. I'm here for you. Call me. So I mentioned uh, college football is starting up. Uh, the NFL is in a little you know, window of sleep as they make their cuts for the 53-man roster. A bunch of people got cut the last few days saying, uh, yeah, you know, you're 54. Sorry. We, you're, you're just not good enough. We love you, but, you know, sorry. We'll put you on the practice squad if you'd like. Or you can, you know, try to, you know, be a free agent and go out and take a look at what's needed, but you're not making this team. Okay? Sorry, it's over. Uh, it's a suck day for a lot of guys because that's a, that's, a, that's a big deal. It's a big deal. And so we have that going on. And then I see where uh, our very own Jason Whitlock is going to have uh, Warren Sapp and Brett Favre join him during the NFL year uh, once a week to talk NFL. Boy, you know, we should have Pat and St- Stu and myself have talked about doing a football show separate. And, uh, you know, we've got to do that. We've got to do that. And my voice is like dying so i'm gonna try to wrap this thing up because i can't talk anymore i need to get uh i need to get an ai voice reader in here for me so that i can still bring you you know 
entertaining stories, but have AI take care of it. Because, uh, I mean, we're talking about football, and I see where, oh my gosh, Megan Rapino will not go away. You knew this was going to happen, right? She's no, won't go away. So, the big story that I have had on the fat pile for a while is where she still claims that uh, women are victims of huge backlash. Uh huh. Okay. But she is, I thought she was over, right? She's retiring. It's done. Holy cow. Now, apparently, her final appearance with the U.S. women's national team is set for September 24th against South Africa. It's going to be at Soldier Field in Chicago, here in America. And she's going to be playing her final game. Good. Leave. We're done with you. Goodbye. Oh, agonizing. You know, another athlete, Simone Biles. Okay, so she captured her eighth national title at the U.S. Gymnastics Championships. Congratulations. I mean, she's awesome. No question about it. But, but, when she walked away from the Olympics, and I know... I know it was some kind of equilibrium thing where things were getting blurry and she couldn't see or couldn't stand or whatever. But I still, I'm not, I haven't forgiven her for that. Congratulations, Simone, for winning your eighth national title at the U.S. Gymnastics Championship. And you've been great. Been awesome. No question. I mean, you took, I don't know, more than a year off uh from the rio olympics uh because uh you know you were i don't know case of the twisties uh you know the little anxiety manifested itself in a case of the twisties i still haven't forgiven you for that okay i know i know don't don't shoot the messenger well that's why you send messengers actually the king sends messengers because if you shoot the messenger oh well that's the way it goes. So, still though, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just saying. Congratulations, but I haven't forgiven you for the Olympics. Okay, I need, uh, I'm going to log on to AI, uh, not chat GPT. Uh, I think I'm going to log on to uh, jeffy.ai. And uh, I need a voice from jeffy.ai to, uh, to do some stories. Because my voice is about to be completely gone for the day. Uh, so I'm going to do this story about a woman who extracted from her brain a parasite. So they operate on this woman and they, the doctors are like, hey, what is that? Oh my gosh, it's a parasite. So I'm going to have Jeffy.ai uh, tell you the story. Greetings, Jeffy. I am Jeffy.ai. The Center for Disease Control would like to remind you that the COVID-19 vaccines are safe and effective. <laughs> if you have not gotta, considered up, getting your booster shot, I've got to update Jeffy.ai. Now may be the time to reconsider. 
Hey, hello, uh, Jeffy.ai. Thank you. So you have a story for us, Jeffy.ai. Yes, Jeffy. A live parasitic worm was extracted from a 64-year-old woman's brain. While scientists are familiar with parasites in humans, a worm so large had never before been seen in a human. See, I told you, I mean, I've got to update a little bit. Is, is there any way to adjust the reading of Jeffy.ai or does, or is this just the way it is? Continue, Jeffy.ai. An Australian scientist detailed on Tuesday a world first discovery. Oh, she's a little better. After an eight centimeter, three inch long parasitic worm was found in the brain of a woman in Canberra spotlighting the risks of infectious organisms <laughs> jumping between species. Yeah, you don't want that. Identified by scientists as a round worm most commonly seen in carpet pythons. We just saw, excuse me, pause, uh, Jeffy.ai. We just saw that carpet python in Australia, that 16-footer. I played that earlier this morning. I don't know if we talked about it here on this show, but uh, this family... Uh, is out having their lunch out back and this giant 16-foot python is crawling from their roof into their trees. And it's like, okay, and it's, it's a carpet python. So now we find out that they're passing, uh, they're passing brain parasites to humans. Well, I have to end that, man. We have to put an end to carpet pythons. And the cute thing about that video is the little kid in the video says, Dad could catch that. And you hear mom in the back goes, no, no. Can he? Your dad, yeah, mom's like, no, your dad, your dad's not getting that. <laughs> dad could get that. Instead of being a wuss like you, mom. <laughs> okay, uh, Jeffy.ai. Uh, sorry, go ahead. It was discovered last year in a 64-year-old. We already, it's, okay, Jeffy.ai. Never mind, just continue, go ahead. Undergoing surgery in the Australian capital following complaints of abdominal pain, forgetfulness, and depression. Yeah, you don't want that. A study of the case published on Monday in the journal Emerging Infectious Diseases. You know, who doesn't pause, Jeffy.ai? Emerging Infectious Diseases Journal is one of my favorite readings. I mean, that is that's some good stuff there. Okay, go ahead suggested she may have been exposed through foraging for wild grasses that could have been contaminated with python feces. Okay, pause for a second. So she's out in the woods and they're saying she's playing with python poop? There was doo-doo feces thrown all over the walls, the floor, the ceiling, and it stunk so bad. You don't want none of that. I don't want none of that. And they cover that in the Journal of Emergent Infectious Diseases. But holy cow. All right. All right. I'm sorry, Jeffy.ai. Go ahead. Quote, when you operate on someone's brain and you take a biopsy of something, you never expect to encounter something living. Dr. Sanjaya Sanayake, one of the study's authors, told Reuters. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Stop for pause just a second, Jeffy.ai. Could you have a conversation or can I just pause and stop you and that's it? Because I feel like... There's some things in the story you could leave out. But no, go ahead. Never mind. Never mind. Go ahead, Jeffy.ai. 
While scientists are familiar with parasites in humans, a worm so large had never before been seen in a human, he added. It was certainly something we'll never forget. They had no doubt. The woman, whom Sinayake praised as being very courageous. All right, stop it. Pause for just a second. She's courageous because she got a parasite from from a carpet python poop? Okay. All right, Doc. Calm down. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jeffy. AI. The woman was praised as being very courageous. You already said that. Stop it. It's going to make me mad again. Go ahead. Returned to normal life after her discharge from hospital, but is still being monitored by doctors. <laughs> Why? Because this was an unusual case at so many levels, we're keeping oh. a close eye on her and keeping in touch, Seneyake said. The parasite species is known to scientists as Ophidiscaritis robertsiti, the journal article said. Wow, so that was great, Jeffy.ai. Uh, I really appreciate you helping the show come along today. It means a lot. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Jeffy. I'm actually going to try to make this actually work. I kind of like it. So maybe we just see if it works out. Uh, Jeffy.ai, did you see the uh, supermoon in the sky the last few nights? Beautiful, huh? Yes, it was beautiful. Did you know most research shows that over-the-counter fish oil supplements don't offer cardiovascular benefits? But that hasn't stopped marketers from touting them for heart health, according to a new study. Okay, stop, Jeffy. Uh, AI. Uh, apparently, is that... I guess we just go right into reading health stories. Uh, we started with parasites, and now we're going into fish oil. So, uh, I'm sorry, Jeffy. Go Go ahead. The sale of fish oil supplements is a multi-billion dollar industry. Yes, I'm aware. And many people take fish oil capsules daily, believing the omega-3 fatty acids they contain are good for their overall health, particularly for their heart. While it's true people who oh, eat seafood Lord. regularly are less likely to die of heart disease, studies have not shown that taking fish oil as a supplement offers the same benefit. Pause, Jeffy.ai. Holy cow. So it's all BS. That is unbelievable. Of, co- of course. Of course. I mean, they have hammered us so long that fish oil, fish oil, we gotta get fish oil. You gotta get fish oil. You gotta eat fish oil. It's good for you. It's good for you. It's good for you. Uh, yeah, except there's no real benefit coming from it. Oh, I'm sorry, Jeffy. Chat, uh, G, Jeffy dot AI, whatever the hell we call you. Go ahead. Well, if you don't know my name, maybe I should not continue. No, no, no. No, no, no. Jeffy dot AI, go ahead. I, uh, I apologize. Holy crap, I'm apologizing to a computer already. Even so, fish oil marketers continue to make health claims that imply a wide range of benefits, according to a study published Wednesday in JAMA Cardiology. Stop for just a second, uh, Jeffy.ai. It's JAMA Cardiology, but go ahead. The researchers analyzed labels from more than 2,000 fish oil supplements that made health claims. They found more than 80% use what is known as a structure and function claim. Hello. Which is a general description that describes the role of omega-3 fatty acids in the body, such as 
promotes heart health, or supports heart, mind, and mood. Cardiovascular health claims, which accounted for 62%, were most common. Huh. Uh, you can pause for just a second. Uh, Jeffy.ai. Uh, I don't know that we need any more from this story. Just know that it's all BS. Now, look, a, a year from now, maybe JAMA Cardiology will come out and say, oh, you know what? Uh, we found that fish oil actually is good for you now. Now, they still say, yeah, fish is good for you, but the actual fish oil, eh, not so much. Wow. Uh, we've been sold a bill of goods for years, and, well, we were sold that bill of goods. So, thank you, Jeffy.ai, and uh, thank you for listening to Chewing the Fat, and uh, I'm going to go and drown my throat in something i don't know what though but something thank you jeffy dr david cox director of mit ibm watson ai lab says jeffy.ai represents a significant step forward in the development of ai language models yeah yeah how about that take that to the bank all right chewing the fat and jeffy.ai cutting edge yeah a little nervous about it though Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.